Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Kiddushin Lamed Hey, Kiddushin 35a, pagination is 69. We're starting from the last quarter of the page at the end of a line where there's a two dots. V'chol mitzvos lo sa'aseh. And all mitzvahs that are prohibitions do include women in that mitzvah, a statement which was made earlier in the Mishnah on Chavtes Amad Aleph. Asks the Gemara, how do you know that women are included in prohibitions? And we're going to focus on two specific limudim that are brought. Minohanimili, how do we know? Amrav Yehuda Amrav, Vechintana Dvei Rabbi Yishmael, Omar Kro, it's based on a pasuk, Ish o Isha ki yaasu mikol chatos ha'odam. The pasuk, in anticipation of vidui, and a specific korban, the concept of confession and teshuva, states a man or a woman when they will do any violation. Hishva hakos of Isha le'ish l'chal onshim shabatora. The Pasuk is comparing, is equating man or woman to any type of violation. Generally, when the Torah says something in the masculine form, one can have doubt or need to explore whether it's including women, it's not including women, what are the guidelines. But over here, the Pasuk specifically stated Ish o isha, man or woman, and it becomes clear that when it's chatos ha'adam, when it's a violation, either one is liable and either one is granted the opportunity of kapara, of atonement. So that's the first limud in terms of punishment, atonement, responsibility for violations. Tevei Rabbi Eliezer a second understanding of this topic, is brought, Amakra, based on a pasuk, Ashatosim Lifnehem. The pasuk in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim says that you shall place the law in front of them. The law in this context is talking about financial law. We specifically have Mepharshim pointing out that right after the Ten Commandments, the first parsha is dealing with financial law and understanding social relationships and responsibilities of one person to another. The word lefneihem in the plural is informing us that both men and women are equal for all financial matters of the Torah. If you'll skip two lines, you'll see the word utsericha at the end of a line. And the goal of the Gemara per se is to understand why we need each pasuk. Why you need one if you already have the other. A more technical type of way of looking at these pasukim. But the result of that exercise of understanding why we need each Pasuk 
is that it will emerge the significance of each one of these limudim. What I mean by that is that the Gemara is really considering what would have been if a woman would not be included in atonement opportunity. What would be if a woman wouldn't be included in financial law? And by extension, the minute we do that test case, what would be in such a case, we realize what would be to humanity if they wouldn't have these specific laws. Let's see the wording and you'll see what I mean. Four lines up. So if I would only know the topic of atonement, Mishum Kapora, that makes a lot of sense because atonement is needed in this world. Hashem has mercy on her. And by extension, the understanding of atonement is that the world could not exist without the concept of atonement. We're told that before Hashem created the world, He created tshuva, because the purpose of the world was to allow people bechira, free choice, and the very definition of bechira, free choice, and offering someone a test of life, is that sometimes they might fail. If they were to fail, there has to be an opportunity, some level of rectification. So that's number one understanding for success in this world. There has to be a concept of kapara, and in the Gemara's words, that's why we understand very well that a woman would be included in atonement. Aval dinim, but financial law, Ema ish devarmasa umatan in ishalo, maybe only a man has these laws of financial requirements and responsibilities. Maybe a woman is not included in that. Maybe she's simply going to be protected by the men of her life. Her father, her brothers, her husband, other people will stand up. Maybe she doesn't have that. And then the Gemara continues, And if I was only told the concept of financial responsibilities, because financial responsibilities are the very essence of life interaction. As Rashi points out, three lines from the bottom in Rashi, if a person would not be included in financial law, she would not have life. Everybody would steal from her. And she would steal from other people. And everybody would be distant from her. And likewise, by extension, the logic here is teaching us the role of financial law is that it causes the ability for human beings to interact socially. Which is indeed why we're told that financial law is a mishpat, a law which we can understand would have needed to be legislated even if it wasn't. We have certain laws in Torah that we would not have realized need to be legislated. It's only Hashem told them, so they're mitzvahs. But there are other things that we already could have figured out that some system of this mitzvah would have had to have been created. 
And that's this example of law and order, because without it, society just can't function. So the microcosm, what we're talking about in this Gemara, is we're analyzing the role of the woman in these mitzvahs, and we're told that atonement she's included in, we're told that financial matters she's included in, but as the Gemara explains the impact, the import of these psukim and these rules, we get a sense in a more general idea what role these concepts play in all of humanity. The role of atonement is chos Hashem had mercy. There has to be a chance to be able to rectify a mistake. And financial matters are chiyusahi, are the very foundation of human interaction. Yeshe Koach, thank you for joining.